We are so glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much in you and through you, and we would love to hear about it. Would you send us an email at shannon at hectorfirst.com to tell us your story? You can also go online and give to this ministry by going to hectorfirst.com and clicking the Give tab. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you enjoy the message. Thank you very much, very much. Uh, we have a lot that is out today with decorations and uh, work, and but we thank God that we have those that are willing to just step in and to be here, and thank you for being here today. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen, amen, amen. So good to see each and every one of you here. Thank you for joining us online as well. You have your Bibles, go ahead and be turning with me to the book of John. Book of John, chapter 16. Book of John, chapter 16. I'm going to read just a short passage this morning. And uh, I promise I won't keep you. I won't keep you past one today. Just kidding. John, chapter 16. I'm going to read, uh, begin reading in verse 12. Would you stand for the reading of the word this morning? Amen. John chapter 16, we're going to begin reading in verse 12. It says, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for your presence in this place and what you've done up to this point. But God, I believe there's more to come. So God, open our hearts, our minds, and our ears, Lord, to hear what you have for us. And that, Lord, that we may be be able to apply it to our own lives as we leave this place today knowing that you have something huge in store all of us. We're going to give you the praise and the glory from for everything in Jesus' name. And everybody shout out a big amen. Amen. So last week we 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 started a a series that I feel like the Lord is is leading us into a into a new place. We we finished Pentecost Sunday. We started Spirit Lead Me last week. And the reason behind that, I believe, is, is that the Lord is trying to, uh, trying to just explain some things to us. If we, if, we, if we know what Pentecost Sunday is, Pentecost translated actually means weeks, the festival of weeks, and that's what it was. That's what it was. 
And sometimes I, I think that we may have mislabeled that. And I, I'm not saying that, that I'm not trying to diminish anything that what we are. You know, we, we, we are Pentecostal people. We are the assemblies of God. We believe in the full gospel. We believe in the entire Bible from, from Holy Bible to genuine leather. We believe in baptism and the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. We believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We believe in it all. But if we can believe in it but we don't understand it, then it serves nothing for us, right? That would have been a real good time to say amen. Do you understand where I'm coming from? If you say, I believe it, but don't understand it, then do you believe it? So as God was preparing my heart for this series, I don't want to come across as, I, I don't want, this is what I feel in my spirit, that I, I, I don't need to preach at you I need to preach to you. So as we look at, at, at this passage of Scripture, and we know that where we're coming from, we're asking that the Spirit to lead us. Don't, don't you want to be led by the Spirit? I don't, I don't want to be led by my flesh. Because when you start letting the flesh lead you, what happens? Don't answer that. Bad things tend to happen when you tend to let flesh lead us. I don't want the flesh leading me in my daily life. I want the Holy Spirit to lead me. So we talked about last week and about the Holy Spirit is our, is our helper. It's our helper. It's the one that leads us into all truth. The scripture says right here that it's going to lead us into the truth. I want nothing more than to know the truth. I don't want, does anybody like to be lied to? Nobody, some few of you are shaking your heads no, but. Nobody likes to be lied to. Everybody wants to know the truth. There's something comforting about the truth. Where do you find the truth? In the Word of God. In the Scripture, having a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Because any moment, at any time in our life, we're going we're gonna to come in contact. We're going to enter into a, a situation or in, into a, a, you know, we're going to receive some kind of circumstance where we're going to have to know the truth and how to move forward. Is it going to be led by the Spirit or is it going to be led by the flesh? Because sometimes in the heat of the moment, flesh wants to rise up real fast. Unless we're walking, being led by the Spirit. One thing that, that I want us to, to accomplish or want you to be able to accomplish by, during this week. You know, last week we talked about uh, the five things that, that being led by the Spirit. Some of the things that can contribute to being led by the Spirit. And it was, uh, and I'm going, to, I'm going to mess up. I better go back and look. But it's some of the things that you may remember them. I, I preached it and I don't remember them all. But prayer was number one, right? Taking time to pray. Number two was reading your Bible. These are things that are going to help us to be led by the Spirit. Meeting in a community, sharing the love of God, and not only in, in, in the house of God's setting, but everywhere that we go. Tithing. 
is a way that we know that we are being led by the Spirit. We, I've got Scripture. You can go back and, and listen to, uh, to, to the sermon last week. And then the last one is fasting. We talked about being hungry. And sometimes fasting, the last two, tithing and fasting, are two of the things that nobody likes to talk about. Well, they like to talk about the latter one, but the first one, they, nobody talks. That's my money. It's God's money. And then we talk about hungry. Everybody's hungry. But God's saying if you'll fast, you'll draw closer to me. So these are some of the things that, that we talked about last week. But my prayer is that you, this week, moving forward, that as you read your scripture and as you pray and as you're doing these things, these five things that we talked about, these are not just are not the only things that we need to do. These are just five of the things that God dropped into my spirit. But as we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us into the truth and who God is, He will begin to show you the purposes that He has for you and your life. Being led by the Spirit, it's not by accident where you go every day. Scripture says that your steps are ordered by God, a righteous man, right? Your steps are ordered. In this passage of Scripture, and I, I'm going I'm to try to be hurry, be fast today. In this passage of Scripture, John, the, the author of this, he's, he's, he's writing this this book, in Jesus' words right here, John is trying to set some things straight. So if you know, and, and I, I'm trying not to, I don't want to get too, too, I don't want to get deep, but in order for me to understand the context of this, I had to study. So I need you to understand, just trust me on this, because of my studying time, I'm going to give you the context of this place in Scripture. Knowledge is coming into the world. Worldly knowledge is coming into the world at this point through the Roman Empire. This knowledge that is happening is, is being used to manipulate and to, uh, well, just being able, just, it's being used to manipulate spiritual realities. Nobody likes to be manipulated either. None of us. And I believe, and what, what, what I studied and what I found is that John is pushing back on those that are trying to distort Christianity at this point. This is happening in the first century, and Lord knows we know it's happening today, right? There are many things that we can get our hands on. We can get our hands on, on our phones. There's there's all kinds of social media accounts, there's news medias, there's, so, there's social medias and there's everything, newspapers, everything. There are so many avenues where we can get knowledge and we have to be careful what we put in because nowadays if you read an article, you automatically become an expert on that subject. Well, it said it on Facebook, Right? It's said it on Facebook. It's got to be true. I'm an expert. If we think that that is, you know, if John's trying to stop it in the first century, look at our lives now. And everything in the world is trying to distort our Christianity. Let me tell you, the only way, the only truth that you need to know is what's said in the Word of God. That's it. 
That's the only basis of truth that you need to have in your life is the Word of God. If you want the Holy Spirit to lead you, you better know what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. The only way that we can become experts, and I'm far from being an expert on the things of the Bible, but I strive every day to learn something new and to have something fresh for us as a church. The, the world that we live in, is a, is, it's, we're, it's on a downward slope. Our footing has been taken out from under us. And if we don't be careful, we're going to allow certain things in that is going to steal the truth from us. John is not saying that the Holy Spirit will give us, will open up new information to us that we haven't accessed yet, or at some point that we're going to get plugged in and it's going to get downloaded into our psyche. But what he's saying is, if you will read the Scripture, the truth will be revealed to you. That's what the Scripture said right here. The only way that I can bring this, the only way that I can possibly get this to a place where we can understand or applicable in our life, I, I think about a parent running behind a kid on a bicycle. We all have that image in our head. When I said that, we all have this image, right? There's somebody, there's a parent running behind a, a child on this banana seat bicycle with the tassels from the handlebars and a buzzer on the, or a bell on the front of it with a big basket on the front. That's probably a girl bike. I didn't have one of those, just by the way. But you see a parent running behind knowing that, I'm, that this parent is leading this child into a new reality of balance. There's, there's something about this, this scenario or this story that plays out in our imagination, in our minds, in movies, and, and we see it all over. But the, this, this child is learning balance, and the parent guides this child in this new reality. In the same way, the Spirit leads us in all implications of the truth that are bound up in the Word of God. The only way that, that we learn a new reality is allowing the Holy Spirit through the Word of God to guide us as we learn something new. If you want something different, what's that old saying? You keep doing what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. Is that right? Close enough? If you want a new reality in your life, Concerning the Lord, concerning the biblical aspect of it, we've got to do something different. So if you don't read your Bible uh, very much, or if you don't read it at all, imply that into your life. Apply that into your life. I thought about, you ever watch that movie Christmas Story? Christmas Story, and Ralphie gets his decoder ring in the mail. The radio show. What is it, Little Orphan Annie, right? And he gets his decoder ring, and, and he's got to use his decoder. I think it's a decoder ring, isn't it? And he's got to solve the, the, the code or decipher the code, and it is drink, isn't it? Drink more Ovaltine. I couldn't remember the word. Drink more Ovaltine. Woo, boy, that was earth-breaking, wasn't it? But sometimes I think we might look at the Holy Spirit as something of a sort like that. 
that if we, if we can just get tapped into the Holy Spirit, everything's going to become clear. We're going to, we're going to have it all decoded. We're going to have it all. But the only way that we can know Jesus more is when we allow or rely on the Holy Spirit. The only way that we're going to decode our life or, or to have a plan to know that what, whatever's coming at me today or tomorrow, I'm going to have everything in place that I need. I'm not going to have to drink more Ovaltine to get my answers. I know that there may be some things I need to do. I may need to pray more. I may need to read my Bible more. I may need to, to implement tithing or fasting into my life. These are some of the things that, that, that to be led by the Spirit has to be in motion in our life. It's very easy to compare ourselves to other people. It's very easy. But to be led by the Spirit, and as the Spirit leads us into life, it's an honest, it's a communion with God like no other. I think about the time, I think about the story of, of our life, how God called us in the missions. We always had a I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the, the, the short version of it. We always had a heart for missions. Always had a heart for missions. We we thought that our part was to just raise money for missionaries so they could go and do their and do what God's called them to do. I never dreamed that God would would use that 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 passion to change my life, to change our life. And God did it. He miraculously took us from the United States, uprooted our family, left family, left all the comfort, comfort, comforts from the United States of home, everything that we knew, and moved us to a place that we'd never been before in our lives. You talk about being led by the Spirit. You better be led by the Spirit if you're going to do something like that. Because I wouldn't do it just to be doing it. I didn't do it just to be doing it. And then we get to, we, we, we spent a whole year telling everybody that we were going to Guatemala. We just knew, we, we were just excited. God, God called us to missions. Where do you want to go? We don't know. We just feel like God's called us to Latin America. We're going to go to Latin America. We go to Springfield. They say, we need somebody in Guatemala. We'll go. Still haven't been to Guatemala yet. But we get to Costa Rica, and, and God begins to, to, to do something inside of me. I begin to have dreams of Ecuador. Why Ecuador? I have no idea. Never been there. Never been there. Here we are. We've raised money to get to Guatemala and all of our churches and people that have supported us to get us there. And now, now God, what are you doing? I'm thinking, well, maybe next time. Maybe next time. We'll finish this term. We'll go to Guatemala. Maybe God's going to move us to Ecuador. And, and, and just night after night, I begin to have this dream of preaching in front of Ecuadorians. How I knew it was, I don't know. But I did. And I finally just got to the point to say, okay, God, if this is what you're saying then you're going to have to tell somebody else. You're going to have to let somebody else in on what you're saying to me. Two weeks after I made that, that prayer, had that little conversation with God, two weeks to the day, we had uh, in language school, every Wednesday we had um, chapel before classes. 
We'd have a service and, and we'd have a time of prayer. That morning, that morning we finished, we finished the, the, the service and, and uh, we were, we'd been praying. Susan comes up to me and she'd been crying and I said, what's going on? She said, I need to talk to you. I said, okay. I thought I'd done something wrong. Forgot to do something at home or you know, all these thoughts go through my head. You know, you know what I'm talking about, guys, right? I play all these things in my head. And she starts crying, and she says, I don't know what this means, but God says we've got to go to Ecuador. And I'm like, okay, God, you got my attention. You got my attention. Still didn't know how it was going to play out or what it was going to look like. Went to our, our, our bosses, the ones that were over us, and, and began to tell them. And they said, this is God moving and speaking to you. And uh, because I knew there was an Arkansas missionary there, and I began to say, God, why would you take us to a place where there's an Arkansas missionary already? And when we got there, God, uh, these, this, this missionary had already left or, or was retiring uh, and going back home, and God put us into these positions everywhere that I went. In Ecuador, I went with this guy. He showed me, introduced me to people all over the country, from the north to the south. Everywhere that we go, I would, he, would, he would say, this guy's Spanish isn't very good, but he needs to come preach for you. And we'd go to the jungle and pray or, and preach. We would go to the north part of the country and preach. And we would go to the south and we would preach. And all these things, all because God moved things around, all because we were willing to be led by the Spirit. You see, God, when you can, now as I look back, you can see the hand of God moving and orchestrating things in our lives to make, to, to accomplish what He needed to accomplish. Now, what would have happened if I hadn't have been led by the Spirit? What happens if I would have stayed in Star City or stayed in Hector? What would have happened if I would have done my own thing and not what God wanted me to do? You see, every single day we make conscious decisions. Am I going to be led by the Spirit or am I going to be led by my flesh? Because I don't know how many conversations I had that would say, why are you going to another country? When there's people right here in the United States that need Jesus, I know, I don't know. All I know is this is what God said, and now I've got to go. Because whether, you, you know, I used to tell my grandma, my grandma would say, why? Why would you take my great-grandkids from me? It wasn't nothing about me and Susan. Why would you take my great-grandkids away from us and go? And I used to tell her, I said, Grandma, if I don't go, who will? That sounded pretty good. That still sounds pretty good, right? But I, after years of ministry and, and, and being led by the Spirit and knowing and having a relationship with God, I, I come to the realization that, you know, God doesn't need me to accomplish what He needs to accomplish. Are you with me? Because if I don't go, he's not going to make us do anything we don't want to do. Because if I didn't go, he would have sent somebody else. And when I stand before him, he's going to say, why didn't you go? Why didn't you speak to that person when I told you to speak to him? Why didn't you stop when I told you to stop? Why didn't you do the things that I'd asked you to do? Why did you feel led by the flesh rather than my spirit because my spirit is what I sent. It's why I sent that to you. 
Do you see the importance of being led by the Spirit? There are people. This is what we have to understand. There are people outside these four walls that are waiting on you and depending on you being led by the Spirit. Now, don't that knock your hat in the creek. You think on that. There are people waiting and depending on you. Not on me. I mean, they are on me, but you can't put this on me just because I'm a pastor. I'm the pastor here. I'm your pastor. You can't. It's, I can't go where you go every day. It's on, it's on you. It's on us as believers of God. As Christians, as disciples of Christ, being led by the Spirit to be obedient to the voice of God. Amen? Being led by the Spirit. It doesn't matter how old you are. I'm, I'm going I'm to close with this. So the praise team wants to make their way back. It doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how old you may think, well, Pastor, I, I'm not I'm not old enough or not where I need to be. You can get there. For one thing, parents, it's upon you to be the spiritual leaders in your home. Dads, it's on you. Moms, your kids are gonna do what you do. Right? That would have been a really good time to say amen. It's the truth. <clears throat> I don't know what's wrong with my voice. It's the truth. I'm going to tell this story, and then I'm going to close. You see, I made this, I had this conversation with God. <clears throat> it was a prayer. But sometimes, do you ever just feel like you, you, you talk to God and, not, and you're not praying? Well, that's the same thing. I had this one morning, I, I was praying. Okay, God, you're, you've called us into missions. You're, you know, I, I know you're leading us in that direction. But God, I can't, do, I can't go, I can't do this unless my kids, my family, feel the same thing. Now, it was a pretty big ask. That was a pretty big ask for me. Uh, our kids, were how old were they? Seven and five? No. I don't. No. Ten and thirteen? Ten and thirteen. Megan was the youngest. And we had we left Hector and that was that was a big deal. I mean this is this is the place they all they knew. They left their friends, they left family. We moved to Star City, and, and, and Megan fell right in and, and, and had friends, had connections. And when we told them that this is what we were going to do, she was not happy. She wasn't happy at all. Sooner, you know, over a, a little bit of time, she, she'd come around to the idea, but there was always still that, that feeling. And, and she would... Uh, uh, well, it was one night we were we were we were supposed to do 
you don't need all the details. But anyway, we were supposed to go somewhere. That fell through. We weren't supposed to go to another church until the next night, that Sunday night. But anyway, as a friend of mine, I called him. I said, hey, bud, um, you know, the, our service got canceled. Can we just come this morning? He said, yeah, man, come on. Well, that night, we got home, and she, Megan was crying. She said, why do we have to do this? You have moved me away from my friends twice. And now you want us to go to a different country? Why do you want us to do this? Why are you making us do this? And she was crying uncontrollably. And as we got home and, and Susan took Megan into the, into the, into the bedroom and make, trying to console her, and, and Susan, being led by the Spirit, she quoted a scripture out of Psalms. I think it's chapter 30, verse 5. Weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And she gave her some very deep wisdom for a 10-year-old, for however, you know, a young person can accept all this wisdom. But Megan is very smart for her age. And she said, Megan, if you will pray and ask God to show you what he needs you to understand, he will. She accepted that. We went to bed. We got up the next morning and drove all the way to Harrison for service. And we get there, and Megan was, Megan was the social butterfly. She went, to, she went to every Sunday school class. She went to children's church. At that time, Ethan was the backward one, and he, went and he stayed with us wherever we went. And it's flipped now. Megan, she goes to Sunday school class. She comes running out. And uh, she's going into sun, uh, children's church. She comes running out. She's just skipping. I can see her. I can, I can still see that day. She comes running, skipping down the center aisle of the church. We're getting ready to start service. And she says, Dad, you'll never believe what scripture is on the wall in the sanctuary in the kids' classroom. I said, what? She said, weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And she said, Dad, that was for me. That was for me, a 10-year-old. Well, I'm excited. We're excited. And I, I go to the pastor and I tell him, he says, whoa, whoa, you don't understand. He said, that was the scripture from last week. And the kids pastor came to me and said, pastor, I don't understand this, but God keeps telling me that I have to use the same scripture today that I used last Sunday. And he don't even go with my sermon. But God says you have to put this scripture upon the screen. You see, being led by the Spirit, Megan being a 10-year-old, listening to the voice of God, how can she understand? I don't know. But you can never underestimate some child, some adult being led by the Spirit. When it's the Spirit, it's the truth. And as we got in our car, after a great service, we got in our car and we we're leaving. You see, we think that, well, that's just for that person. Here's where, here's where it gets interesting. You see, it's not just for the one. It's not just for that one being led by the Spirit for that situation, but it's when that situation comes to pass that that story then speaks to another story and another confirmation happens. And then that story happens. And then it's another confirmation that happens in another life. And it goes on and on and on. But see, it all hinges 
on somebody being led by the Spirit. A mom being led by the Spirit. To quote a scripture, who knew? God knew. As we got in our car and we're in the parking lot driving out of the church. If you know Ethan, if you knew Ethan at that age, then you'll understand this. He leans up between the seats and he says, Dad, you know what? I said, what? He said, he really is real, isn't he? <laughs> he really is real. He really is real. And you know, after that moment in our life, our kids never, not once, after that questioned the call of God on our life. Not one time. All because somebody being led by the Spirit. Church, you need to be led by the Spirit, not by your flesh. The importance of knowing what the Spirit was given to us for will help you in your everyday life. It's not just because we're the, you know, we're part of the assemblies of God, we're Pentecostal, we're believing in the full gospel. It's not about any of that. It's about a relationship with a God who sent his son to die on the cross, rise from the grave, and to allow the Holy Spirit to come and to dwell in you and use you and to speak through you. You see, that's what it's all about. It's a bigger picture. And sometimes we can get caught up on the emotions of church. The emotions of, of uh, I don't know how to explain this. But when we can get caught up on, on the things that can happen inside this sanctuary, and when we leave, the emotions are not there. And we're not being led by the Spirit. We're here as consumers and not contributors. Being led by the Spirit is something that is very important for you. If you want God to show up, show up. I'm not talking physically, I'm talking about mentally, spiritually. Showing up, okay, God. I'm getting ready Sunday morning. I'm putting on my best, you know, my Sunday go-to-meeting clothes. I'm looking good. I'm looking fresh. I'm looking all these things, standing in front of the mirror, and I say, man, I look good. But God, what are you going to do in our house today? God, what can I do in your house today? What can I do? God says, if you'll just praise me, if you'll worship me, doesn't matter what you look like when you walk through those doors. It's what you look like when you leave. It's what you look like when you leave. And I'm not talking about a physical appearance. Well, when something is alive in you, when the Spirit of the living God is alive in you, you look different. Amen? You look different. You act different. 
Because there's something alive inside of you. There's a fire burning down inside of you. And there's somebody, there's some people that are waiting on the news that you have to give. So if you want church to be exciting, you come excited. You can't just depend upon me or or this group of people up here or the person that meets you at the door to get you excited. You got to come excited that the Spirit of the living God is breathing inside of you. It's not about the name above the door, it's about the king that lives in the inside of your heart. It's about the king of kings and living inside of you. Does he? Does he live inside of you? Do you have a hunger for him? Do you come to church for him? I have said this, and I will continue to say this. Because God keeps burning it inside of me that something is about to break loose in this place. Something is about to break loose in your home, in your family. This place won't be able to contain it. But all of this is just vain words. My people who are called by my name. If we don't humble ourselves. If we don't want, if we want to experience God, then we've got to come with an expectation in our spirit. I may I I may be the only one that comes to church excited from here on out. But I promise you, I will be excited because the Holy Spirit is alive inside of me. The rest of it's on you. I may, it may be a church of one by the time I get through. But I am going to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And I'm going to be obedient to what He is asking me to do. It's on us on us if we keep doing what we've always done we're going to keep getting what we've always got I don't want to continue to eat crumbs from the table I want to sit at the table I want to sit at the table and I want to eat everything that the Father has for me and I want you to experience that as well Stand with me all over this place this morning. This week, as you as you start your week, as you read your scripture, as you pray, as you're in the community, wherever you are at, at work, just begin to pray and ask God to reveal truth to you. That you're no longer happy, you're no longer satisfied where you are, but you want to be something totally different. You want to be used by God. If that's you this morning, if you say, Pastor, I am, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for something different. I'm ready. I'm ready. If that's you today, Come and 
you just can we just fill the altars this morning? I know it's it's 12:02. I told you I didn't preach very long. But I don't want to cut anything short. I don't want to cut anything short. If you're tired of where you're at and you want something different, I want you to come. I'm not going to come around in front and I'm not going to I'm not going to pray for you. This is a place, this is a time for us, for you as an individual. They're going to pray, they're going to play and, and sing this morning. Feel free to come this morning before we dismiss.